Amen. I'll tell you what, I love Christmas songs. I don't know about you, but I, there's something about a Christmas song, I, especially the hymns. I just love the, the hymns. They're just a tremendous uh, message in them, and I praise the Lord for them. Take your Bibles and turn with me tonight to Isaiah chapter 26. Isaiah chapter 26. If you would, please stand for the reading of God's Word, if you're able to tonight. Isaiah chapter 26. We'll read the first four verses here. It says, In that day shall this song be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. Salvation will God appoint for walls and bulwarks. Open ye the gates that the righteous nation which keepeth the truth may enter in. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever. For in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Back in verse 3 will be our text. It says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. I'd like to preach a message I've titled, Keeping Your Mind on God. Let's pray. Lord, we come to you this evening asking that you would meet with us. Lord, I pray that you would refresh our minds, stir our hearts and our minds. And Lord, help us to get something tonight that will be a blessing, be an encouragement, be a help to us on a daily basis. Lord, I do pray that you be with these that we mentioned. I pray, Lord, you be with Wayne Brown tomorrow, Lord. Give the doctors wisdom. Help them, Lord, as they do the surgery, Lord, the bypass. Lord, I pray that all would go well, Lord, that he would recover quickly. Wouldn't be any problems or difficulties because of it. Lord, keep your hand upon him. Thank you, Lord, that he received Christ as his Savior this past Sunday. Lord, I pray that you just be with uh, Scott Miller tomorrow. Lord, I pray that you would encourage him, Lord. And, and Lord, as the doctors decide how much and what they're going to do on that finger, Lord, I pray that you just encourage them, Lord, give them wisdom also as they open that up and look and see how far it goes. Lord, I pray that they wouldn't have to take out very much. But, Lord, we're going to trust you that they'd be able to stop this infection. Now, Lord, I pray that you'd be with uh, Pam Nichols. And, Lord, keep your hand upon her. And, Lord, help her, Lord, as they decide, the doctors decide, Lord, how and what they're going to do concerning this gallbladder, Lord, for her. And then, Lord, just heal her quickly also, Lord. Give her comfort. Give her peace, Lord. Help her, Lord, through this time while she's waiting. And, Lord, I pray that you be with Brother Auger, Lord. I pray that you keep your hand upon him, Sister Auger, both, Lord. I pray that you'd strengthen his body. Give him strength back in those legs. And, Lord, help him, Lord, to be able to get around. We thank you. We love you, Lord. May your will be done tonight, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You be seated. <clears throat> the mind is a, is a powerful tool for good and for evil, you might say, really, if it's used wrong. That's the way with anything, but it's, a great, it's the greatest computer in the world. It, it not only does it contain knowledge, but it uh, has emotions, has uh, hope, it has faith, it has fear. It, uh, it's more than, than what man can build into a computer. You know, they're, they're working continuously on this artificial intelligence and even making robots and trying to put that into it. But even though that they do that, that's all programmed in there. There's, nothing, there's no real emotion there. There's no real feeling there. There's no real hope there. There's no real faith there. It's all programmed into it. You and I are different, and our minds work different than their AI, their artificial intelligence, because man can never develop or make anything that matches what God makes. But your mind is so important. 
and uh, and, and I, 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 my mind goes back to years ago when they uh, when they was doing some some commercials on on drugs about not using drugs and everything and they I think it, they took an egg and they had a skillet there and they they popped that egg and they, they threw it in the skillet and began to sizzle and begin to cook and they said that's your mind they said it's a terrible thing to waste set your mind on drugs and uh, it is the mind is a terrible thing to waste but it's a great tool also and we need to make sure that we handle our thinking right and handle our mind correctly just like man-made computers though it can be corrupted by the wrong inputs you go down to my office and you sit down there or go back to one of those computers back there or computers that you have and you put the wrong information in and you're not going to get what you want back out of it you're going to get something wrong out of it because you put the wrong information in it and so it's the same way, really, with your mind. If you put the wrong stuff in, garbage in, as they used to say when they was talking about programming computers, garbage in, garbage out. And so it's important what we put into our minds, and it's important what we think upon. You see, many struggle each day because of what their mind is really stayed on or meditates on. Let me read that verse again. It says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on on thee, whose mind is stayed on thee. That word stayed means to lean upon or take hold of or to rest self or set self. And so basically what you have therefore we think what we think on or meditate on is what our lives lean on or takes hold of. And a lot of people today in our day and time, and, and I see this especially this time of year, and that's one of the reasons I kind of went this way as I was thinking about this. A lot of people go through a, a lot of ups and downs this time of year. And there's a lot of people, and this, for some it can be one of the most exciting times of the year, and for others it can be one of the biggest downs in their life. And there's a lot of reasons for that. This time of year sometimes it's uh, very difficult for people, even Christians, because of what their mind is stayed upon or what it's taking a hold of. There's the hurts there, the losses there, the saddened times, the emptiness, the loneliness. And on goes the list of things that, that many times happens this time of year. But not just this time of year. I'm not just preaching this about this time of year. But about every single day of our lives. But as I was thinking about people going through struggles this time of year. Because I, I, over the years I've had to deal with people who this was a very hard time for them in, in their thinking and, and, and so forth. But uh, uh, and, in fact, uh, after Christmas, a lot of people's thinking goes way down and, and they struggle desperately. And a lot of it's because of what their mind has stayed on. But it's really an everyday battle for everyone to keep your mind thinking and meditating upon the right things. Now, what I'm going to preach tonight is not positive thinking, okay? There's all kinds of positive thinking books, and, and everybody, you know, a lot, there's different people that talk about think positive, think positive. I'm not going to preach on positive thinking tonight. I'm going to preach on right thinking. Amen. There's a major difference. There's a major difference. And a lot of people will look at a situation and just try to be positive about it. But could I tell you that one of the needs in our lives is not necessarily to turn into something positive and positive thinking, but to think right. To think right. And when we approach things from the right perspective, which is God's perspective, it'll change our lives. Every person in this room, at times, there's things that you think on that hurt you. 
There's things that you allow your mind to go, and places to allow it to go that shouldn't be there. You see, the mind that has stayed on the right thing, the right person, should I put it that way, has peace. Look with me again there at verse 3. It says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is what? Stayed on thee. Otherwise, leaning upon. Remember what I said, what stayed means? It means uh, to lean upon, to take a hold of, to rest yourself in, to set yourself upon. And so when you do that, uh, you're, you're, you're resting yourself, you're taking a hold of God, and your, your mind is, is taking a hold of Him, resting upon Him. Even when we have troubles and heartaches, we can still have peace. We can still have peace when our mind is consumed and filled with the thinking upon the blessed Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and His Word. doesn't matter what the circumstances are. If our minds are stayed meditating or thinking upon the Lord and His Word. And you say, well, preacher, you mean that you should never get out? I didn't say that you wouldn't get discouraged at times, but what I'm saying is it will change the way that you look at things when you think the right way. Okay? When you think the right way. And that right way is thinking upon the Lord. Thinking upon the things of God. Isaiah doesn't just say that say that, but he tells us why there's peace when our mind takes hold of the Lord and His Word and leans upon it. Look at the latter part of that verse. says, because He trusteth in thee. So how can you get peace? When you begin to think upon the Lord, when you meditate upon the Lord, when you take a hold of the Lord with your thoughts, when you begin to make that your, your meditation, you see, Every one of us, whether you, whether you realize it or not, you meditate upon something. Now listen to me. Some of you meditate upon worries and fears. Sometimes you meditate upon finances that's not there. Sometimes you meditate maybe upon your health that maybe you don't have control over. There's nothing wrong about thinking about these things, but when you begin to meditate upon them, that's what you're leaning on. That's what you're taking hold of with your life. That's what you're engulfing your whole being with. A lot of people don't realize that that type of thinking many times makes people sick. They've proven it over and over again that when you when you're engulfed in that type of thinking, a discouraging type of thinking, that it affects your health. And what happens many times is we get in those, in those places and, and we don't get out of them. And so what is needed is for us to think on the right things, for us to meditate on the right things, for us to take a hold of God in our minds and begin to think on good things. It's a reason that Satan will attack you and he'll attack your mind in, 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 in any way possible. He wants to attack you because he doesn't want you thinking about the Lord. He doesn't want you, why? Because he does not want you trusting the Lord. Proverbs chapter 3, uh, I quote it so often because I, I claim it as my life's verse. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. He said, man, don't try to figure it out. He said, just trust the Lord. So lean out to that understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. 
But it didn't stop there. A lot of people stopped there. Go down to verse 7. It says, Be not wise in thine own eyes, but fear the Lord and depart from evil. And so what you're doing is you're putting your trust in the Lord. Well, how can you put your trust in the Lord if your mind is full of discouragements, full of things that beat you down? How, and I've, I've talked with people over the years and in counseling and different things, and they're so beat down, and, and all, they're, 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 all their mind is about, and all their thinking is about their problem. Maybe it's their health, maybe it's their finances, maybe it's a marriage, maybe it's, maybe it's work, maybe it's whatever it is, and their mind is going like this. And the whole time, what I try to do is get them to stop and think. And get stayed upon the Lord. Why? Because He is the one that you can trust. Amen. No matter what comes your way, no matter what happens in life, there's only one that you can trust 100% of the time, and that's the Lord. But if you're consumed with your problems, Satan wants to get you to do that. He wants you to get tied up with your problems. He wants you to get tied up with thinking about other things. It, it, and maybe it's not problems. He wants maybe get you get you consumed with your job or get you consumed where you're only thinking about that. Or, or it might be uh, a sports or it might be this or it might be that. Or it could be, it could be the lust of the flesh or the lust of the eyes or whatever it is that, can, that you're consumed with. And let me say this here, and, and I think that this happens a lot today, I think, uh, uh, and warning for some, especially some of the younger men in here, young fellows and stuff. If you're not careful, these video games, I'm going to say it again, these video games will keep you up and keep you up late at night and keeps your mind twisted and, and thinking on that game and your mind is rolling through that all the time, and the whole time Satan's laughing, saying, I've occupied their mind, and they're not thinking and meditating on the Lord. And so when they get to that point, when they go through the difficult times because they've not been thinking and meditating upon the Lord, but they've been thinking, and their mind is full of these games, it's become a big problem in, 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 in America. There's people missing work because of it. There's, there's marriages being broke up because of it. There's people who, who have lost their jobs because of it. And, and there's people who have, have, and on goes the list. You know why? Because Satan is getting the mind full of the wrong thing. We should allow the Lord to fill our minds. You see, the carnal mind... Or the mind that is about the flesh is at war with God. There's a battle going on there. That's why you and I struggle. That's why... Has, has anybody in here ever been maybe standing there or, or something and all of a sudden a thought comes through your mind and you're like, where'd that come from? Happens, doesn't it? You know why? Because you're in a war. You're in a battle. 
Well, preacher, where did it come from? I wasn't thinking about that. I didn't see anything like that. I didn't hear anything like that. Nobody said anything like that. Where did that come from? Your adversary, the devil, walking about seeking whom he may devour. You say, well, a Christian can't be possessed by the devil. He didn't possess you. But he can sure plant a thought. Preacher, that stuff real? You better believe it's real. You better believe it's real. You don't believe me? You stop and think about some of the thoughts that's come by maybe this past week or a couple weeks and, and tell me, where'd that come from? It's not in your repertoire of what you're watching or doing. It's not something that you've done in your life. Where'd it come from? The devil. He is attacking. But the carnal mind or the mind that is full of the flesh instead of, uh, of seeking the Lord and thinking on the Lord is, is at war with God. Romans chapter 8 verse 7 8 says, Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. So what does that word enmity mean? At war. At war. Is that it's, it's enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Verse 8 says, so then they that are in the flesh, now listen to what it says, cannot please God. So when the mind is full of the world, you can't please God. And we have a struggle. Therefore... There can be no peace in your heart and your life if your mind is at war with the will and the way of God and His Word. And that's why it's so important that we learn to bring our minds in subjection to Jesus Christ and to the Word of God. And to begin to think on the right things. The mind is to be in love, by the way, with the Lord and the things of God. Mark chapter 12 verse 30, and you'll find this in all the Gospels. Says, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. Well, that's, well, that, yeah, that's right. Now listen to it. With all thy soul. Yeah, that's your being. With all thy mind. With all your mind. You're to love him. And with all thy strength, this is the first commandment. Isn't it amazing that the Lord includes loving him with your mind? He's going to preach, I, I don't quite understand that. How, how do you love somebody with your mind? And it shouldn't be your emotions and your will and all that. Yeah, but your mind has, has to do with that. Let me put it to you this way. When I was dating this lady, we were three hours apart, 180 miles apart. And we dated for, what, two years before we got married. And... Uh, my mind was on her an awful lot. You know why? Because I loved her. Now, I had dated other girls and ladies. My mind wasn't on them. But the one that I loved, my mind was on her. And the Lord says, wait a minute. He said, I want you to love me with all your mind. Why? Because he wants your mind on him. He wants you thinking on him. He wants you thinking about him. He wants your mind to be thinking on things that pleases him. 
Janine, a lot of times, she'd been gone for all afternoon or day or something like that. Maybe she's gone to her mom's, come back. She said, Do you think about me? I said, What do you tell her? I just fool with her. I said, No. <laughs> Guess what? I did. Why? Because I love her. And so I would think about her. Notice that our mind, our thinking, our thoughts, our meditations are to be upon the Lord and His goodness. It's not just about all these other things. When you're, when you're in love with someone or something, that person or those things is on your mind a lot. You'll find that with people who are, man, they're in love with hunting how do you know their minds on all the time, preacher? Because that's all they talk about. It is. What about somebody that's uh, that man? They're they're they're, they're uh, man. They love basketball. And how do you know it's on their mind? Because that's all they talk about. But when your mind is on the Lord, guess what? That's what you want to talk about. Amen. That's what's important in your life. He said that our minds are to be stayed, to be rested, to be leaning upon Him. To allow that to permeate every part of our being because our mind is on Him. Because you see, your mind is going to affect your actions. Your mind is going to affect your speech. Your mind is going to affect your faithfulness. Your mind is going to affect everything about your being. You think upon them or you meditate upon that person or that thing all the time. The Christian should meditate upon the Lord, His goodness, His love to us, His wonderful salvation, His commands from the, the Word of God. The psalmist said in Psalms chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, he says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate, thinking, day and night. He's thinking upon the Lord. Guess what it did to him? It kept him from walking uh, with the, the scoundrels of life. It kept him with, from sitting with those he, and, and running around with those who would destroy his heart and life. That's just like today. I told a young man, that I, got, I need about 30 front seats on my bus. <laughs> Say why? Because that's where I put those I'm having trouble with. I need 30 of them. Really, I'd like to have them out on the hood so I could see them. Amen? <laughs> and this one, one young man that sits over here every day, every morning, every night. And then in the afternoon, the boy, another boy that sits there with him because he's, I got to keep an eye on him too. So he gets up and leaves on the, at the end of the day there. And well, today another boy sat up there with him, and man, they kind of got, boy, you know, you put two guys together, and boy, they, that's it, man, that's, boy, they begin to get, they, they feed off of one another. And finally, I told this boy, after, after one boy got off, I said, listen, I'm going to tell you something. Let me do you a favor. I said, don't get up and sit with him. He said, why not? 
I said, because it's going to get you in trouble. I said, because you start acting like him. And you start doing the things that he does. Can I tell you something? You know why he got up there? Because his thinking was about, man, this, this kid's up here. He's, he's, he just, everything goes on. And it looked exciting to him. What he didn't understand is that it's going to get him in trouble. Can I tell you something? When you begin to let your mind drift into the world, it's going to get you in trouble. And so we need to keep it out of the world and keep it close to God, keep it near the Word of God. Instead of, and, and that's why he meditated on the law of the Lord day and night. The Word of God. It's on his mind, he, his thoughts, his life is wrapped around the Word of God. It comes to mind in different situations. I, I don't know about you, but I, you know, I try to put the Word of God in my mind. And, and boy, there's times I'm thinking, man, I need a verse for that, I need a verse for that, and it don't come. But there's other times that, just like the other day, there was some things happening and out there at the bus barn, and, and something happened, and I, I, I man, it's like a verse, just boom, say it, man. I, 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 I said, forsake not the sin when yourselves together, such as man or some is. Because the fellow said, oh, you don't have to go to church all the time. I said, oh, well, hang on. <laughs> hate to get the Bible involved in this, but forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. Such a matter some is. And you see, when you meditate upon the Word of God, you don't have to think, oh, blah, 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 blah. Now, I was able to give that, that verse because I, 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 I've used it a lot when I'm preaching, and I know the, the address, you might say, of it. But a lot of times the verses come to mind that I may not have the complete address of it, but boy, I'll tell you what, it comes to mind. I may not quote it 100% verbatim, but close enough to help in the situation. How's that get there? You've got to put it in if it's going to be there. We've got to, we've got to get in the Word of God. We've got to study the Word of God. We've got to read the Word of God. We've got to put it in our hearts and minds and begin to think upon it and meditate upon it. That's what the psalmist is saying there. Meditating upon the, the Lord has to be done on purpose, though. It's not going to happen. If you come to church thinking that that's what's going to make you meditate upon the Lord, it's not going to happen. You have to do it on purpose. 1 Peter 1 Chapter 1 and verse 13, he says, Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is, is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. That's talking about on all manner of your life. But he says this, he uses this, he says, gird up the loins of your mind. You say, well, well, preacher, what does that mean? To gird something up is to bind it up. To what they, what they, the illustration is used there, the men used, wore a robe that had a, kind of a split down here. And when they had to do some running or some, some fighting or anything like that, they wore a kind of a belt or a sash type deal. They would reach back, grab the back of it, and they would gird it up. They would tuck it down. They would bind it in so that they could run, so that they could work. So that they could do things and not be, not be hindered. 
So when he's talking about gird up the loins of your mind, he says, bind it up, protect it, keep it from, from the world of getting a hold of it and so that it doesn't hinder you so that you can live a life that is holy and acceptable unto God. But you have to do that on purpose. When you're thinking and meditating is, is right, generally your walk with and for the Lord is going to be right. But when you're thinking and you're meditating is on the world, the things of the world, your flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, the lust of the flesh, all that, then your walk's not going to be like it ought to be. So we got to learn to think. We got to bind up those things. Remember, we have an adversary, the devil. It's trying to change your thinking and trying to change your meditating. So he's going to use different things. So there, we've got to, we've got to work at our thinking and meditating. When, when our thinking gets off track, we must start fresh and renew that thinking. We've got to start all over again. And so what, how do you do that? Preach? Well, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22 and 23 says that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, the old life. The old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. And verse 23 says, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Renew it. Well, I don't get it. Okay, it's like this. Let's say that my, my thinking is consumed with sports. And man, I just, man, let's say football. Let's say the Chiefs. My, my, my thinking is consumed with it. And boy, every time I, I'm looking and boy, I, my, I'm thinking, oh, I wonder, man, they need to get this play down. They need to do this here. And boy, this here, this uh, Holmes need to work on this here. And, and they need to do this here. And I'm thinking about this all the time. And anytime I sit down, boy, it's all I talk about. It's all I think about. Then I realize, wait a minute. How much thinking am I doing about football? And all that that I'm doing, I'm not thinking about God. And my life is consumed with that. And therefore, when I'm around a lost person, I'm not sharing Jesus Christ. I'm not being a witness. I'm not being testimony for Jesus Christ. All they get out of me is football. Now, I'm not saying that you can't think on football. Don't get me wrong. That's not what I'm talking about. But when we get our meditating and our thinking is consumed with something... That's the direction your life's going to go. So what do you do? You have to renew. You have to stop and say, wait a minute. I've got to get my thinking straightened up here. When you're down and discouraged, when you're worried and your worry is overtaking you, preacher, I just know, I don't know what to do. I'll tell you what you have to do. Listen to me. You have to stop and say, wait a minute. I'm meditating. I'm consumed with worry. I've got to renew my thinking. I've got to begin to think about the Lord. Because I've got to be stayed on the Lord so that I can have the peace of God, have the peace of God in my mind. 
so that my life is about the Lord. It's not about what happens in all this because it's in the Lord's hands and I need to trust Him. But if I'm consumed with all this over here, I'm not thinking about how God's going to take care of it and how what God has a plan for and what God can do and what God wants to use it for in my life and how that God's going to use it to reach somebody else and how God wants to... You see what I'm saying? All we're worried about is I've got this problem. I've got this health issue. I've got this financial problem. I'm not saying that we don't think about those things. My friend, we better be thinking and better be meditating upon the Lord. Because He is the answer to every need and everything in our lives. And so we've got to get back to that. The very first thing to do, we need to recognize that our thinking has gone away from thinking upon the Lord and the things of God as we should. You say, well, preacher, how do you know that? Can I ask you this? When's the last time you got excited about the Word of God? If you can't get excited about, if you're not, if it's been a long time since you got excited about the, Lord, the Word of God, I'm going to tell you something. You're not thinking about the Word of God. Because if you get in the Word of God and you begin to think upon it, you're going, wow, man. When's the last time that you spent time in prayer and just thanking the Lord and, and just loving all over Him? Well, preacher, I, I've been praying. I've been, Lord, heal me of this or take care of this problem. And Lord, would you do this? I've been praying day, uh, uh, two or three hours a day. Lord, take care of this. Take care. No, I'm talking about when's the last time you just got alone with God and forgot about your problem and just loved all over Him? You're consumed with the problem. You're not consumed with the problem solver. And we need to get our minds shifted back and, and, and renew that spirit of Christ and renew that spirit with the Lord. Renew that mind and begin to think on His goodness and begin to think about His greatness. Then you begin to realize, hey, wait a minute. I've been worried about all this and I've got the one as my Savior that, that, that lives within me that can take care of this. And you begin to trust Him again. And so we've got to renew our mind. We first of all got to realize that we've shifted and then we need to repent of it. Ask for forgiveness. See, we, we try to do a lot of things without asking for forgiveness from the Lord. You say, well, preacher, is that, is that wrong? The Bible says that anything that's not faith is sin. Doesn't please God. So let's Ask him to forgive us and then let's move on to the next step. Then adjust your thinking back to that which is honoring unto the Lord. And Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, whew, that's a good one right there. They're being praised. Think on these things. Readjust your thinking. Begin to think on those things. We need to learn to take time and meditate, meditate upon the Lord and, his, and the Word of God. I'm going to ask you something. I want you to, I, I, I want you to be honest with yourself, okay? When is the last time you put down your book, your newspaper, the TV, your computer, 
your radio, maybe just got by yourself. It was just you and God. And think and meditate upon the Lord about his goodness, about how wonderful he is, about his salvation, about how he saved you, about what he, he has done in your life and what he's going to do and the home he has prepared for you as a Christian. You see, Satan gets us so busy and we get so busy in this world with good things that we forget to meditate and think on the best things. And that's the Lord. Listen to what the psalmist said. Psalm 63, verse 6. He said, when I remembered thee upon my bed. Hmm, he's thinking. And meditate on thee in the night watches. He said, when I lay down of a night, he said, I remember what you've done in my life. And I really just begin to think about you. Now, I don't know what type of sleeper you are. I'm one of these. I hit the pillow. Five minutes, I'm gone. But maybe you're not that way. You know, it's a good time to meditate upon the Lord. It's quiet. Unless you're like Janine's with me and I'm snoring. It's quiet. It's a time to think on the Lord. And probably more than likely the devil don't like you thinking on the Lord. So he'll probably try to put you to sleep. But the psalmist said, I, I meditate. Think upon the Lord upon his bed at night. The psalms, psalmist said in Psalm 77, 12, I will meditate also, all, uh, also of all thy work. And talk of thy doings. When he's meditating, when, wherever it is, whenever it is, he said, I'm going to think about your handiwork, what you've done. You know, there's, you look at the mighty, wonderful works of God, uh, of the creation and all that he's done in, in, in your life and in lives of others. And, and man, I tell you what, you ought to think upon it. Think about how God saved you and the, how he brought you to that place of salvation and just think, wow. Wayne, I was talking with Wayne Brown a while ago. I had prayer with him on the phone. I was talking with him and we was talking about salvation, him getting saved Sunday and everything. And we got talking about how that God worked it and brought different people, different things into his life to finally get him to that place. Salvation. And man, that's the mighty works of God. Amen. And you think about His handiwork. And you think about all that He's done in your life and all that He is doing in your life. Think upon it. And boy, I tell you what, you begin to think, man, what a mighty God we have. Psalms 119 verse 15 says, I will meditate in thy precepts, which is the word of God, and have respect unto thy ways. I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. 
You see, if you'll meditate upon the Word of God, if you'll meditate upon His precepts, they'll be fresh in your mind. They'll help you through those difficult times. They'll be there for you if you'll meditate upon them. See, preacher, how do you meditate upon them? Get a verse and begin to think about it. But what God do here? Man, look at, oh, wow. Begin to think about it. Psalms 143 verse 5 says, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all thy works. I muse on the work of thy hands. He said, I meditate upon thy works. He said, I'm thinking about them. All that you've done. He says, I muse upon your works. You say, what's muse? Have you ever sat maybe at a bonfire or a fireplace and just sit there and watch the fire? That's musing. Have you ever been maybe to the mountains or to the ocean or maybe just a beautiful place and you just stare at it? And you're thinking, man, that's musing. And the psalmist said, I meditate upon your works. He said, I just can't get my eyes off of it. I can't get my mind off of it. And I can't get my heart off of it. Folks, we got to meditate upon the Lord. And on the works of God and the hand of God. So that we can have that peace of God. We then begin to trust in Him. When we learn to meditate upon the Lord and the works of the Lord and the things of God and His Word, we then will begin to trust in Him. And there'll be a peace in our minds and our hearts as, as our minds are stayed on Him. Again, He says in Isaiah 26, 3, that will keep Him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Why? Because his mind's been stayed on thee. Because he's meditated upon thee. Because he's meditated upon thy works. Because he's meditated upon the precepts and the word of God. He's meditated upon the ways of God. He said, because he trusteth in thee. It'll cause you to trust the Lord. When you learn to think upon the Lord. Let's bow. Father, we thank you for your love and your mercy and goodness to us. Or really just a simple thought. But one that will change so much in our lives. When we learn to think upon you. When we learn to meditate upon you. Lord, when we begin to be our hearts to be stayed, our minds to be stayed upon you. There'll be a peace because we learn to trust you as we learn to think upon you. Have your will and way, Lord, in every heart. There might even be someone here tonight that doesn't know Jesus Christ, their Savior. Would I pray that you would help them to come to us and let us take a Bible and show them how to be saved. That they can have that peace of God in their hearts and lives. Let's ask and pray in Jesus' name.